everyone, and welcome back to the Knights of the Dawn podcast, and welcome to this special bonus episode for the end of Book 3, Grip of the Shadow Plague. We had some extra things that we wanted to talk about in this episode that we had been recording, and we decided to clump it all together and put it in this episode. So this is going to be a spoiler episode where we talk about things not only in Book 3, but also books four and five of Fable Haven and some things into Dragon Watch. So this is your official spoiler warning. If you've not read those books, you have been warned. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I'm Jessica. And I'm Megan. And so, yeah, like Megan was saying, we did not anticipate how long, like, because we were just, do- we were doing six chapter chunks yeah. for this entire book. Like we started that trend at the beginning, at the, I think the beginning of the second book. And it was working really, really well. Until we hit the end of this book. Yeah. And, like, this is seriously our fourth session, I think, as we mentioned in the last episode. And... The fourth session of six chapter, like, the last chunk of chapters. It has taken us this much. It has taken us, like, two months, at least, to do this. And compiled probably around ten hours. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, like, not, like, ten hours, but, like... Five to eight. Okay. I don't think this, it, the the last one might be like two to three hours long. So that's why we are cutting out some of the stuff and putting it in this mm-hmm. episode. Because we just completely underestimated how much yeah. we would and also, to talk about. And also we went off on tangents. So that's what so this episode is tangents. for. So it's the spoiler tangents. So welcome. Um, we hope you enjoy. Yeah. My idea. Wait, it's going to, do you think it'll, well, no, 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 right now. Not right now? No, right now, right now. Okay. Give me, give so, me, give me. Because, because. Um, when Patton starts talking about Marshall and his, like, how he's, like, I was trying to make a family tree. Yes! Because I was like, yes! what is the family tree of the Burgesses? And so I was trying to figure it out because I was just thinking about it a lot. And, like, of and there's nothing I am. Because I'm a family history person. This there's is nothing on Fable Haven Week. Fable no, week. and it's wrong, too, because the people don't know the difference between second cousin, first cousin once removed, and second cousin once removed, or anything. And they say, oh, they're all second cousins. <laughs> There's a difference because that means they're a different generation anyway. So I am confused also because I was looking and trying to find where it says their actual relationship. Like, because he usually just just says that, like, Warren and Dale and Kendra and Seth are cousins. And I feel like it said second cousin sometime, but I was looking, I was, like, searching the word cousin and I couldn't find it. But then in the first book, when Lena is talking about Patton to Kendra and then... Kendra's like, oh, is Dale like a pirate king or something? And he's like, no, he's just a second cousin of your grandfather's. Which is oh! wrong. <laughs> he accidentally well, could, changed it. Well, then no, because it then could that be a second mean, cousin no, no, once no, 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 removed. No, 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 because then that would make probably be through the Burgess line, and then that would make grandpa and grandma related, and I'm not saying that's <laughs> canon. We're not doing that. <laughs> so he changed it later or i don't know he said it wrong he's supposed to say grandmother not grandfather because they're not related <laughs> so i just i, I think, i'm just I loving swear this it says that warren and them are like second cousins to kendra and seth which would make sense because then i think during the second book kendra remar- remarks about the fact that she kind of thinks warren is cute which, yeah I mean, but can then we she blame says her? like oh, i'm distantly related to him as she said, yeah, like, I think it's weird because, like, we're cousins. Yeah. Well, uh, but the thing is that I was searching for the word and I couldn't find where she says that. In the second book? Like, yes. I was like, okay, look, Kindle, I open it and I do search and I search for the word cousin. There's three. 
One where Tanu's like, I have nieces and nephews and cousins. One says, and the other two are from the acknowledgments. Isn't that weird? Because I was thinking that too, because when she's like, oh, I have to like kiss him to help him. And he's like, oh, but I'm like related to him. And I swear. And I looked in like the first book too, and it didn't say anything about cousin, except for Dale being grandpa's second cousin. And I was like, this is incorrect. So yes, if you can help me figure out where that is said, that would be great. I found where it says it. Well, not where? says it. Would you mind giving Warren a kiss? The thought of her made her freeze most because Warren was nicely looking on the lips, just a peck, and this makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. She tried to think of Warren as a catatomic patient who needed a strange cure, but he was cute and put her mind at the crush she had on her Okay, so it doesn't say it right there. So we were wrong on that Okay, account. but, like, the thing is that we both... It's like the Mandela effect. Because we both have, we like, both a memory remember that. of being, like, saying that, like, he's her cousin. But I can't remember when now. When does he say that? So it says it in the first book that it's second cousin of her Of, of her grandpa. grandpa, yes. And I was like, that's not correct because Ruth is a Burgess. And also, I was trying to figure out because... <clears throat> They, I feel like they also refer to Patton as, like, a great-great-uncle or something like that. Like, I think it's, like, Ruth's great-great-uncle. And so that would mean that she would have to be, um, let's see. Let me make sure I get this in my brain right. So she would probably be descended, she would have to be descended from one of Patton's siblings, one of his brothers, specifically. Because the name would have to be Patton. Because it had to be Patton Burg- had to be a Burgess, and he has to be an uncle, like a great uncle. So I'd be like your grand, or like your great grandfather's brother. Yes. So it's a great great uncle. Yeah. Or great. Un- I think it might be her great. It might uncle. be like it might be the fourth. It might be in the fourth book when like Maybe. we get like an introduction to Warren again. And then I had like questions of like, who does Warren Dale and Grandma descend from? And I was like, well, I guess it would have to be. Like a sibling of Patton's. No, but they're second cousins. Who's second cousins? That's the problem. <laughs> Grandma and Warren and Dale, or Warren and Dale and Kenner and Seth, Seth, because they have to be second cousins if they're on the same line. And the thing is, like, I have to like map this out, or else I get confused. So we have Patton and Lena. So theoretically, theoretically, Patton should have a at least one brother, and. Also, with who the time, been, who would have been the caretaker? Because Patton was not the caretaker. That's true. Or was he? Or no, he wasn't. No, okay, you don't have to show me. I feel I, like I, 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 I need. I need to. I need to okay. confirm. Because I feel like it was either like. It's well, he it's... got away with like the key pages of the treaty, like he said after Marshall. Yes. And he said it was his, at that point it was his grandfather. Yeah, it was his grandfather, but Marshall was taking care of it, which that was interesting. So it was like. That's why I have, like, this Burgess is, like, the caretaker, but then Marshall, who was his son, was taken care of. I lied. He was caretaker. Ah, okay. That's what I thought. But I think he gave it up after a while so that he could go do adventuring. So I think he was for a little bit. The man was named Patton Burgess. He became caretaker of the property in 1878. 1878. (laughs) This is family history, but not real people. (laughs) This is what I live for. Inheriting the position from his maternal grandfather. He was a young man at the time, quite good-looking, wore a mustache. 
So he was probably... And this is before he seduced... Seduced. (laughs) 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 I think he kind of says that, too. This is before he wooed. He wooed Alina. wooed is a better word. (laughs) But you see what I mean? This is, like, such an interesting thing. I want to figure this out. So he was... So when he escaped, he was caretaker. But there does, there should be, there has to be a brother. But there has to be a time where he wasn't because he was off adventuring. Yeah, he was. You can't leave when you're the caretaker. Yeah, there, there's no way he was able to leave that much that frequently. No. So I bet he was probably caretaker around the time from when Marshall died for like at least a couple years. And then he left to go adventuring. But. See, he, like in, in yet another way, Patton succeeded where Marshall failed. Because think about it. What was Marshall's main weakness? Women. <laughs> what was Patton's main weakness? Women. No. Adventuring. I the, don't know. Exactly. The yeah. thrill. But yeah. he said, I am going. This is Lena, to be fair. Yes. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like he, like I was just like thinking of it and like he had like the same weakness as Pat. Like he, 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 there was no way he could run the preserve. Yeah. Without like he was, he was, he was too much of a free spirit. He, He's the world's greatest adventurer. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to keep adventuring. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm 100%. Like he must have given it up. He would have, and he would have probably given it to. Probably like a nephew or something. Yeah. It would have to be because canonically, Pat and Lena don't have any kids. As far as we know. As far as we know. Unless they have a kid that, that dies or like. Oof, that would hurt. Off or something. I don't know. Because that's we why still don't know. we not yeah. hear about them. There'd have to be like a like a big reason for why we don't know about them. So yeah, for Patton to be Grandma's like great uncle or great great uncle, she would have to be descended from one of his brothers, and he would also have to have siblings. I want to say that he's her uncle. I think great uncle. uncle. I want to say great uncle. I feel like they've said that before. I know, but I can't find it. It's gotta. It must be. I didn't search great uncles. Maybe search that. It might be in a different book. Maybe just say uncle and then see what happens. Yeah, that was another one of my questions. Who inherited Fablehaven from Patton? Probably like a nephew or something. And then what? when was Patton born? So if he, this is me thinking, he, he inherited it in 1878. He donated the bones to Las Mesa, the dragon bones, in 1901. I went back and checked that. That was the one year I remembered. So, and in 20, 23 years. Also, I'm thinking these books came out like 2008 or so, 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. In the fifth book, they need Coulter to go back to when Patton was like alive. Because Coulter's old enough. Uh, discrepancy. Yeah. Because it um, says here that it says in this book that Coulter was born yeah, a few years but, after Patton died. I almost think that, like, Patton went back from that and was like, okay, I'm going to try and live a little I have to live a little longer. <laughs> pull through a little more, but he doesn't make 100. So it's less than 100. So I'm thinking he was I, born I remember that around like, the 18... I think he's born somewhere around the 1830s or 40s. That's my guess. Well, if he was still Maybe a young man... Are. She said she was a young man when he inherited it. Yeah. In 1878. And Lena's like, I would say... He can't be more than, like, 36. So maybe 40s. At that point, they've been married for five years. That's true. I would say 50s. 50s? I would say late 40s to early 50s. Hold on. 
1878. Okay, but that's only if he was like officially caretaker. That's us, us assuming that he, that's when he took over from Marshall, like officially. Well, I Marshall mean, probably, <laughs> probably at that yeah. point. So, but that's before Uncle never they comes got up. married. It's true. Yes. So that would have to be after. So yeah, maybe. So they they had been married okay, for five fine. years. Okay, He took care. He took over. Late forties, early fifties, early fifties like, like, at most. Though. Say he was like in at his most. he was in his late twenties when he took over. Maybe. It just. Oh. But then that messes up the timeline of the fifth book. Why? Because oh, Coulter is supposed to be like ninety years old. When was Coulter born? I don't know. Probably in like the thirties or forties. That's my guess. But that's only. But the thing is that he doesn't say the year in the books in the present because you know you mm, yeah, hate yeah, the yeah. books. So that was just me going off of like what year it was published. So that's probably not a good thing to do. Because <laughs> then that would mean. Well, and that was me thinking that culture was probably in his sixties or seventies, which I feel like is probably right. Right. He said it's a little older than Grandpa. And, and I feel like Grandpa's probably in his seventies. Well, I guess if he, he, he is pretty, he is pretty limber. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And like, he has young the, the grandkids are all young. Yeah, I bet, I bet Kendra and Seth's parents are probably thirties. Yeah, thirties, if not forties, and then grandparents are probably in. So the, let's see, Kendra's sixteen. Sixteen. Imagining and they had her when they, they were about twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. So say thirty five. Thirty-five to forty, as her parents probably aged, and then um, probably give it another twenty-five years. Mm-hmm. So probably yeah, late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, I would say Grandpa's probably in his sixties, and then Coulter's probably in his seventies. Mm-hmm. So give that seventy years from two thousand ten. Yeah. Let's say that's what, that's nineteen forty. Nineteen forty, which is what I was thinking. So yeah, you so are I guess right. I could. It could be. Well, and then if Patton's not 100, it would probably be, like, late 40s, early 50s, like we said. So I guess it does make sense. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't sound like it. <laughs> does that give enough generations, too? Like, well, if there's, like... Okay. Another... So if let's if we are saying that Coulter and, by that extension, Grandpa were born in about the 1940s... 1940s, 1950s, yeah. And we're saying that Patton's probably Ruth's great-uncle. Probably her great-uncle. So yeah. probably give it another... 50? Oh, yeah, that does not really work. It would have to be mm, great-great-uncle. Well, no, hold on. It could be... Let me think about this. Yeah, that was... Then that would be... She'd be around the same as around 1950s. Yeah. And then you go back, like, about 20 years, 20, 25 years. 25, that's one generation. So that'd be her parents. There would have to be, like, in order to make it... Mm, oh. Next generation would be around 1900, maybe. But the thing is that, like... Wait, hold on. 1900. His so brother could be a bit. His his brother could be a bit younger than him. So yeah, that, and he, that could, it could be, be like a lot younger brother. Mm-hmm. And so either way, someone's having kids. Late. Also, also, my guess is that Patton is probably the oldest. Yeah, son. that's why he, he gives gets me the... oldest vibes. <laughs> and no kidding. also, back in let me do my professional. <laughs> Good, because this is this is fun. This is what I live for. <laughs> This is really fun. Um, and also, back what then, I live back for. then, kids were born about every two years to a couple mm-hmm. until about the time that a woman turned about 40. So when she was about 40, she would not be in childbearing years anymore. So 
if Patton's parents were about, I don't know, 20 when they had him, they'd have another 20 years. And so that they could have a kid in like 1870s. If they live, we don't know anything about his parents. Yeah. But Ruth does, like, they do have to be descended from his siblings to Mm -hmm. be a great uncle. Yeah. So, Patton has siblings that we don't know about. (laughs) Yes, somewhere. Patton, who are you hiding? Which is why I want to know the family tree. But I also, like, not even that, I want him to have siblings just so that, like, even if he is still the official caretaker, he can still say, like, my siblings are, because... Like, it's already established that, like, none of the creatures really, like, respected Lena after she left the pond. Like, the fairies were being jerks. Yeah. And if if even the fairies are jerk, what's everybody else going to be doing? Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I imagine he had to have at least somebody else there to take care of the preserve when he was off gallivanting. Yeah. And I feel like because he has all of the respect of all the creatures on the preserve, he must have been caretaker for, like, a decent amount of time to have that time to... You know, maybe maybe he established did, those relationships. Yeah, maybe he did hold on to the caretaker <laughs> title, but he did have like maybe a brother or yeah to like watch the preserve. to help like to do a Dale. That's true to be a Dale. Yeah, well, also like it's like what Grandma and Grandpa Sorensen do. Yeah. One goes off and then one's a chicken. One's <laughs> 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 a chicken. <laughs> I was not expecting. <laughs> It just came out of my mouth. (laughs) That really got you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting that to go off so well. Nothing else ever really tired. I had work at 7.30 this morning. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. All right. Yeah. And I also love that he's like so excited to see her like her again even though like he knows it's not like the exact same lena is like a little nervous left but he's like but also like at the beginning he's like he thinks that she's dead because mm-hmm. he's at first like has lena passed and and then kind of <sighs> the little and then nerve. Like, I remember actually that. she's a naiad again and he's like what but that makes it so that we can have one of the best battle couples ever just the cutest reunion and yes they are like the best couple for mm-hmm. sure in these books <laughs> Rifled only by someone else. Are you referring to Warren and Vanessa? Or are you no. to Ken Bracken? Bracken. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah, Bracken. All Bracken was great. I mean, Bracken's the best in the fifth book. I don't talk yeah. about Dragon yeah. much. <laughs> yes. It's a sore point for me, anyway. And for me. What would have happened if Kendra... If she had done it? Had tu- had not j- if just Kendra. Oh, if Kendra smoke, had touched the nail? If just Kendra touches the nail. Ah, that's interesting. Would she die or would she just cancel I'm, it out because I'm, she's like connected to the? Because huh. it says because it says interesting it here, question. It says it here that she is connected to the same source as the fairy queen. Yeah, which in, like she has like this infinite. Not yeah, like, not infinite, but, like I, it's kind of infinite. It's, it seems it's, it's like <laughs> like she has this like so. And Patton says the stone is shining almost, almost as brightly as Kendra. Right. Yeah. So, like, could Kendra herself have just touched the nail with her finger? I, if I had to bet, I'd say it'd probably kill her, and that's mm-hmm. why the fairy queen made the talisman so yeah. that it wasn't just a, like, there's only a possibility that we lose Kendra instead of a definite like, 
like, and that's probably why she didn't tell her. Yeah, well. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, she probably would. I bet the fairy queen would have known that Kendra. I think I think she probably could have, because like what you were saying. But I bet the fairy queen probably knew that, and you know that's why she decided it's better to lose. The, shrine. the shrine than this Kendra, my new handmaiden, uh-huh. which makes you realize how important Kendra is mm-hmm. to the fairy queen. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> it, it just occurred to me when I saw that line from Pat and like, that yeah. science, I was like, could Kendra have done the deed herself? I think she could have, but mm-hmm. it would have killed her. What would have happened if the fairy queen had touched the nail? Um, I don't think it would have killed the fairy queen. You don't think so? Okay. No. Because she's the fairy queen. But nailed for bubble. specific reasons. I don't know. Should, should I say spoiler reasons? <laughs> no. Nah. I'll, I'll just cut it out. She's a unicorn, too, so That's I feel true. like ooh, she is a touches, more direct ooh, she touches connection to the horn. source. Probably oh, be. that's a good question. <laughs> what would happen if you touched a, a horn? What if Kendra was holding Bracken's horn oh! and touched it to the nail? What would happen then? Ooh. Would it? Hmm. I don't. Th- I don't know if she would die then. Because I feel like the unicorn horns have a more direct, what like, if- connection to the source. Because Kendra has to hold the pebble until it's time, so she's like rejuvenating it. So I don't think the pebble she's has much. She's stabilizing. She's stabilizing it. it, but I don't feel like the because she has to do that. I don't feel like the pebble has as much of a connection to the source as Kendra does. But I feel like unicorn horns do because that's how they have the thought of immortality. Also, I feel like that's why um. Um, like the stone itself is not connected to the source. I don't think. I think it's yeah. just. It's just. It has. It has the power within it from it's, the it's shrine. Like, it's like the diamonds and gems from um, Aragon that can store magical energy. Oh my gosh! It's the same thing. Okay? That's so funny that we're making so many connections. Yeah, it's it not, is. It's not the brain. No, it is. That's true. It's the same thing. Like all like because like humans and like dragons, they have like the energy that's in themselves, yeah. and they can like replenish okay. it to, to themselves. Explain but. for anyone who has not read Aragon. In Aragon, <laughs> the... Well, I'm just, you know... I we're cutting this out. Oh, I kind of like this discussion. This is a good discussion. <laughs> so anyone who's not read Aragon, they have... There's, like, the, the magic language they call the ancient language, and they have, like... You can build up energy as you get better mm-hmm. at speaking the ancient language, and you can store power into inanimate objects like stones or gems or things like that. Specifically, mostly, it's almost all Mostly gems. gems, yeah, because I think they're, like, more pure. And so you can store energy into those gems to use later and then pull it out as you need, kind of like a reserve of power. Because, like, if like the way the magic works, like, if you want to lift a pebble from the ground to eye level, it will take the same amount of energy as if you were to have walked over to the pebble and lifted it up. Yeah. And so, basically, the, then the... Okay, so then I will take all of my excess energy like, over time and just store it in these little gems. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not limited by whether or not I ate enough today before this battle. Yeah. So, like, basically, like, if you need to do some big, giant, magical deed, you can draw on the reserved power that you had put into the gems to do, like, a larger magical deed than you would have been capable if you hadn't had that extra energy. So that's kind of like what we're talking about with the pebble is that it has all the stored energy from the shrine, but... It's, it's probably not connected to the source. It just has it that excess fin- energy. It is very finite. Yeah, I it think not- I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Or else they would have had it afterwards, mm-hmm. which they don't. Spoiler. <laughs> okay. 
Any other spoilery questions or musings? Because that was interesting. Okay, so wait. Do you think Kendra would live if she took a unicorn horn and touched it to the nail? I almost think she would. With a unicorn horn. And I don't know if it really matters which because they're all, like, purifying. I mean, she uses it to kill a dragon. (laughs) I feel like... that, That dragon's different. Like, that... Oh, that's tough. I I almost think because dragons are very powerful. I I I almost don't think it creatures. would kill her. It would probably like knock her out. Like it it might be close, but I don't know if it would actually kill it's her. Like, I don't know. What do you think? You think she would die if she put a unicorn put horn a unicorn to the horn? if she used a unicorn horn and pushed it to the nail? Do you think it would destroy the nail? I think. Or do you think it would done. purify it? I think so too. Yeah, I think Kendra's getting get. Very exhausted. I think it'll be close. Yeah. I think she'll pull out, but it'd be close. Because it's almost the same concept of... Because the... Well, the horn's the same thing, though. The horn is also finite. Is it, though? Yes. Because Kendra... Like, they they say, okay, Seth and Kendra both have to go in to kill... Saletta. Saletta Poison Dragon. Because Kendra has to keep it powered. And, like, they say as they get it on her, she feels the horde heat up in her hand as it's, like, depleting her. So I think it's finite. But it might. Happen. how else would the horn be used by people who aren't Kendra or the unicorns? Well, it's the same way as, like, other magical items are used. It may have a larger capacity, and it is, um, like, it is a very powerful, it is a very powerful object, but it is still fine. I, it, I I bet it would last longer than the stone, which is why I think if Kendra was using it, she probably would pull out. But I get what you mean. I just I don't know if I'm convinced that it's like completely finite though, like the unicorn horn, because it comes from a unicorn, and so obviously the unicorns themselves are connected to the source. But I feel like the horns are part of the unicorns, so I feel like. The, the horns are connected to the unicorns, which are then connected to the source. You kind of get what I mean? Yes. So I don't think it's as finite as... I don't I don't think finite is the right word, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't have as much of a... It's not as well conducting It's not as conductive? I don't know. But I, I still feel like it would... I, I think it would maybe probably work. Di- maybe Because mm, he does say, like, she has to keep the horn powered... And that's why she has to go in to get the dragon. Otherwise, they would have sent, like, Warren in or Tanu in with a giant potion. Well, I think it's that she, like, gives it more power, but I don't think... I, like, I'm just... I don't know if I'm convinced that it would drain the horn. Because eh. I don't think we've ever seen, like, a unicorn horn or heard of, like, anything like a unicorn horn losing its power, you know? Because no, it's used for years by, like, the centaurs. Well, and I mean, you have, like, what's his name? Ronadin? Coulter's. Oh. Coulter's glove. He uses that for years and years and years, and it never goes out. Like, these, like, magical artifacts are designed to last as long as possible. But a unicorn horn isn't a magical artifact. It's part of a magical creature. And the, and the, the glove has its finite um, things where it only works if you don't move. It's a hard question. It's a very difficult question. <laughs> it's not where I was expecting to go, but this is interesting. No, very. 
I don't know. I think I think if Kendra's using a horn, I think she pulls out. Yeah. Maybe the horn doesn't make it. Does the horn get corrupted? Ooh. Like Rana did. Now we're going to Dragon Watch territory, but I don't care. If, if nobody's touching the horn. Ooh, if, if someone else uses it and somebody, not Kendra. If Kendra's not holding does the horn. Does the nail corrupt the horn? Because how does Ronadin's horns get corrupted? Because touching another horn to Ronadin's horns purifies them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like touching like a dark talisman might do it the trick. Do it if it's not someone who's also it's not a unicorn or Kendra, <laughs> basically, <laughs> who's holding it. Or maybe a unicorn who doesn't care. Oh uh, yeah, Ronadin, I imagine. Who well, I feel like Ronadin like dark side baby. They have cookies. <laughs> I bet, like, Ronadin could have done it because he probably cut himself off from the source. Uh-huh. Interesting. Now we're adding Dragon Watches at this point. Yeah, I don't really care. This is an interesting conversation. <laughs> um, I think anybody else connects him. I think Horn gets corrupted and Person gets shadowed dead. or killed. <laughs> gets dead, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if a unicorn... Well, because, I mean, there's different level of power of unicorn. Because, I mean, the fairy queen is the first Mm -hmm. unicorn. Yeah. She is the most powerful unicorn. She's the most powerful, yeah. She's the first fairy. Oh, yeah. First fairy. Well, is she the first unicorn? No, she's not the first fairy. She's not the first fairy. I said that wrong. You're right. She she introduces herself as the first fairy at one point. She's not the first fairy. The alder fairy is the first fairy. Oh, yeah. Never mind. That's okay. Anyways. You're right. Sorry. You're good. Um... I think Fairy Queen does it with one of her horns. Okay. I think she's got it. Ooh, earlier. Kendra wearing the Fairy Queen's crown. Oh, Kendra would not die. <laughs> she would take it down immediately. <laughs> would take it down. Okay, take earlier it down. I said I didn't think it mattered which horn, but now I think it does. Because the third horn is more powerful because that's how they create the Font of Immortality. And I don't think they could have done the Font of Immortality from the second or first horn. Do, so... Do you think it matters with the third horn as much with the first horn? Because the third horn is obviously more powerful. Does the first horn have... Did they ever say anything like, the f- it is a unicorn's first horn? It can do this. It is special hmm. because it is has these capabilities. It does it, say... It, I don't think it says, like, specifically the first horn, but it does say unicorn horns purify. But it doesn't. I don't know if it actually says. I'd have to go back in the fifth book where they talk about first, second, and third horns. Like if Kendra's holding the first book. horn and she's also holding the second horn, is there any difference in what she can do? Maybe because they have. Let's see. In the fifth book, when they're at the, they're being chased by the society, and they bring Bracken's second horn. Bracken <laughs> is like. Come to me, and he like gets the horn, and it turns Idiots. into a sword. And I don't think Absolute he can do that. Idiots. I don't think he can do that with his first horn. You don't think so? You don't think first horn can also be used as a sword? I don't think so. Can third horn? Third horn can be used. I as think a sword. the third horn can do anything <laughs> within you know, like within reason. But you know what I mean? Like it could do anything that the first and second horn could do. I mean, because it, it that's the only one that they can use to turn into a a, a, a unicorn, unicorn. So it's horse. Obviously more. It's the most, and that's obviously the only one that they could use for the font of immortality. It required the third horn. Yeah. Because they specifically say his Bracken's third horn. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's now human. Yeah. Bracken's first horn 
after he's cut himself off and and assumed mortal life. Mm-hmm. Is it then finite? Yes. I believe so. I want to say yes, but then you think about his third horn, which is the font of immortality still. Does that make it finite, or does it still have a connection to the source? Does it have to be connected to Bracken to be connected to the source? Because if so, then can it still be the font of immortality? Or is it different from the first horn, because it's the third horn? That would make life a lot simpler if he does, like, like the form of immortality suddenly. Oh, it's... What can you do? It's broken. Now we can't get into the six uh, 2.0. No, oh, but bad. then that would make it impossible to get into, and, and it can't it be impossible to get into. And then that well, would, would that would unravel impossible. it. It would just make it less likely because then you'd have to be born during the hundred, like the one time in a thousand years that it's opened. Uh, I don't think I don't think that oh, does it because then that that does make it impossible and then I feel like that unravels it because of the laws that it has to be nearly impossible but not impossible and then I feel like that would unravel it if one of the artifacts your friend here ain't dead he's only nearly <laughs> dead <laughs> I don't know where to end this conversation but it's interesting speculation I forgot where I was going with this Another question for Brandon Mole. The source and unicorn horns and Kendra. Yes. Like how, what's happened? How is it how is it connected? What is the what is the P, uh, the PVP matchup? <laughs> <laughs> right. Can unicorn horns continue to be with Bracken? How do his horns continue or even once after he's after a unicorn has died, period. Yeah. What happens to their horns? Yeah, that's a good question. So there is one part at the end of the book, so this is spoiler territory. At the end of the book, um, Kendra gets a letter from Gavin. Oh, yes. And when we were recording the normal episode, we had to act like, oh, yeah, Gavin, so nice first crush, him. whatever. And now we can really talk crap about him. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Again, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Freaking Navarog <laughs> manipulating her. You know what I noticed? I noticed at the very end, like, Kendra, like, Navarog has not really been mentioned almost yeah. at all since... Graul has brought him up. That's true, yeah. And kinda... interesting. Like, I really like this little foreshadowing moment mm-hmm. that Brandon Mole brings him up. Yes. When Kendra's kind of doing her reflection over... I noticed that, like she too. Says, oh, where is it? She's, like, thinking about, like, the Sphinx. And yes. Like, we're having to, like, what's going to happen with the Sphinx and Navarog? Like, it's just, yeah. like, an internal mo- monologue that mm-hmm. she's having. Yeah. And then, like, within a few pages, let's read Warren. Uh, Warren. Let's read, read, let's read Gavin's letter. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just like, I see what you're doing there, Brandon yeah. Mall. I no, see what you're doing. Let's, let's read Gavin's letter in the real light now mm-hmm. that we, you know, we know that he's a filthy lion traitor and an evil person. So, yeah. <laughs> dear Kendra, I'm very sorry I can't be there to escort you home. I'm very sorry I can't continue um, to spy on you. Spy on you, you know, and be help, helping with your abduction. Yeah, imminent abduction. Yes, and like um, further ingratiating your feelings towards me. Crazy news from Dugan, huh? I wasn't involved with that at all. I can hardly believe how upside down everything has become. Not that I'm helping with that, that at it all. It was all me and Las Mesa. I knew there was something shady about good guys wearing masks. Good thing I'm not a good guy. They've done away with them now. 
makes it easier the for me to tell who I need to eat. Yeah. The secret's out about the Sphinx, Do but... Do you to stop doing the little... No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the secret's out about the Sphinx, but I'm still a traitor and no one... Or not even a traitor. Like, he wasn't on their side to begin with, yeah. but I'm still a spy and no one knows. He's a snake. He's a literal, he's a literal snake. <laughs> I'm off on another mission. I'm going causing and causing more, more chaos. Yeah. Nothing as dangerous as what we went through together, but another chance for me to prove myself useful. AKA, I'm really bored, and I really wish I could be doing something way more chaotic and destroying you and probably killing you and everything. Or but... proving himself useful to the society. Mm-hmm. I'll fill you in later. Can't wait for my evil monologue. <laughs> Guess why I like letters? No stuttering. I don't have to act. I'm gaslighting you <laughs> into believing that I have a stutter. You're an amazing person, Kendra. I want you to know how much I have appreciated getting to know you. How much I have appreciated getting to weasel myself into your affections. To know my enemy's ways. This is so much creepier knowing that he's a bad guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hopefully, I'll get a turn standing guard over you and your brother in the fall so I can kidnap you. (laughs) I hope someday soon we'll get to know each other better. When you're in prison. (laughs) When you're my prisoner. (laughs) Your friend and admirer. As in, I think you'll taste good when I eat you. Gavin. Not Slash not <laughs> That was really entertaining <laughs> for me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All the side notes provided by Jessica. And sometimes I mean. No, Megan, you killed it with someone else. That was fun. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> I got to this part and I made a note. And you know what my note says? I want At to the know. end of the letter where it says, your friend and admirer. I said, you lying piece of... (laughs) (laughs) Megan! I didn't write the actual word, but I was thinking it. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean. You lying piece of dragon dung. Dragon dung. Shiz! (laughs) I kind of like dragon dung. It's very nice. It rolls off the tongue. You lying piece of... Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah. That was kind of a... (laughs) It's, you know, you get to read it with new eyes. Do you think it was planned? The letter? That Gavin was going to be the traitor. Yeah. I think yes as well. Just yeah. because, like, the elaborateness of the Lost Mesa scheme. Yeah, Lost Mesa wouldn't make as much sense without him. Like, like how- they just don't know who it was, so it was definitely planned. Mm-hmm. It was definitely supposed to be him from the beginning. And also... Brandon Mole loves having people betray Kendra's trust. Yeah! <laughs> like, there's always someone who's double-crossing them. And not even just in Fablehaven. It happens in Dragon Watch, too. So, yeah. No, he definitely yeah, was, was planned. planned. Yeah. Stupid Navarog. But, I mean, that's what he likes to be. I'm also... I do actually really like when he does completely switch personalities in the fourth book. Oh, yeah. Like, when you just You see the facade completely go away. And it's... It's actually really good. It's so good. It's like, it's it's crazy to just see who he like really is. Mm-hmm. And then like Kendra like has to like quickly you know be like no he's my enemy. Mm-hmm. And, that's, oh. and actually I think that kind of helps Kendra like just like with him being so completely two faced. Oh yeah. Like mm, yeah. Cool. And then he gets bitten in half. Rextus. I'm so excited to talk Rextus. about Rextus. I love Rextus. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to our bonus episode. We hope you guys enjoyed. and that As much as we did. <laughs> hope it wasn't too jarring to switch between oh, yeah, subjects. Is, so It's going to be absolutely yeah. – br- there's going to be no yeah, sorry. way to link We're, them. We'll try our best not to make it too jarring in the editing, but, yeah, we'll, we'll – 
uh, probably won't work very well, but <laughs> hope it was entertaining. Chaos. It's going to be chaos. Anyway, yeah. So if you have any thoughts on all the things that we discussed, make sure to send us an email at nightsofthedonpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on the YouTube. And we just enjoy and love you guys' support and everything. And can't wait to start book four. Mm-hmm. Until next time, I'm Megan. And I'm Jessica. Have a good day and see ya. Drink the milk. Bye.